Well, hello, New Hope, and welcome to our online worship gathering. We hope you're joining us from home or somewhere comfortable today. And uh, man, it's good to be with you. I hope you've had a great week, and I'm excited to share with you today. But before I jump into what God's laid on my heart, let me give you a couple of reminders. First of all, next Sunday, we're back on campus, 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, back to our regularly scheduled program. So if you join us on campus, that would be great. If not, Obviously, we'll be online as always. And then our second reminder is that today is the last opportunity for you to give to the Right Now Special Christmas Offering where it will go towards your 2023 charitable giving. Now, we have till the end of January to give, but if that's something you wanna make sure you get taken care of, make sure that you go to our website today and go ahead and give to the Right Now Special Christmas Offering. Now, let me tell you what we're gonna talk about today. Tomorrow, as you know, is January 1st, and that begins for us not only a new year, but an opportunity for us as a church family to enter into a 21-day Fast. And so for the next 21 days, many of us who call New Hope Church home are going to be participating in a fast. And what I wanted to do today before we have John lead us in a time of worship is share with you biblically a few things about fasting and then maybe even challenge you to consider participating for the next 21 days. And so specifically, there's three things that we're gonna talk about today. First of all, what is fasting and why do we actually do it? Second, what are some different types of fast that are presented in the Bible? There's actually seven. I'm not gonna go through all seven. I'm gonna focus on three specifically that I think you could consider in this season. And finally, I wanna share with you just some personal experiences of what the Lord has done in my life through fasting and then hopefully encourage you to participate as well. But let's go ahead and jump right in because I wanna talk why we actually fast. What is it? Why do we do it? There's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to fasting. So just at its basic definition, fasting is where we abstain. We abstain for food or we abstain from something else, but we do it for spiritual purposes. And so in this 21 days, you're gonna have three different options to choose from when it comes to fasting. One is called a Daniel fast. Now, quite simply, this is where for the next 21 days, you would only eat fruit and vegetables. Second, there's a liquid fast. This is where there's no food involved, but you're drinking water, juice, and you can also work in some broth. And then the third type of fast is what we're calling a personal fast. This is where you choose something to fast from. It, it might be caffeine, it might be alcohol, uh, maybe it's social media. That's a big one that a lot of people choose to abstain from during a fast. And in the description to this video, we've got a link from a video that one of our pastors, Alexis, put together just to give some helpful tips when it comes to fasting. Like how can you prepare physically for this, emotionally, spiritually, and a lot of other helpful tips as well. So maybe at the end of our time together, you can click on that, check that out. And I know Alexis has given some really good guidance for that. But specifically, what fasting does is it syncs up our desire for dependency with our reality for dependency. And that's one of the things that I think is a mystery when it comes to our faith. We know we're supposed to be dependent on God, but how do we actually demonstrate towards God that dependency? And fasting is actually what gives us that opportunity. In fact, let me give you the spiritual principle when it comes to fasting that I would encourage you to maybe even memorize and come back to a lot over these next three weeks. The more dependent I am on God, the more supernatural strength I receive from God. The more dependent I am on God, the more supernatural strength I receive from God. And that's a principle that doesn't apply just to fasting, it literally applies to every day of our life. And yet fasting can be a way that we fast track 
implementing that principle into our lives. And so if it's been a minute before you've actually felt dependent on God, might I suggest considering fasting and how that can actually help you grow in not only your dependency, but in your awareness of recognizing God's supernatural activity in your life. And Jesus actually assumed that we would fast. Let me take you to Matthew chapter six, starting in verse 16, when Jesus talks about this. Whenever you fast, he didn't say if you fast, he didn't say if you consider fasting, he said whenever. So he assumed that fasting would be a part of what it looked like to be a follower of his. So Jesus says, whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. Jesus says, look, you're not fasting to get attention. You're not fasting so people will go, oh my goodness, you look pitiful. It's obvious to me you haven't eaten in a while, right? So we're not doing this to draw attention to ourselves. Jesus says, that's what hypocrites do. Jesus says, they're gonna have their full reward because they got the attention they were looking for. But in verse 17, he says, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. That would be the equivalent of him telling us, get up, take a shower, get into your daily routine, okay? Just keep doing life like you normally would. So that, verse 18, your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees who is done in secret and what is done in secret will reward you. So again, fasting isn't something we do to gain attention from others. It's something we do to connect with the heart of God and to be more aware of the supernatural activity that he is bringing into our life. So let's jump into the different types of fast. So one of my mentors and friends, Dr. Elmore Towns, has written a book called Fasting for Spiritual Breakthrough. And in the book, he unpacks seven biblical fasts seven different times in scripture where we see someone fasting. It's a fantastic resource that I would highly recommend to you. So what I've done for our time together is I've chosen three of these, and I think they're more applicable to most of our lives, and I've rewarded them. Now, I'm a preacher, and so sometimes we do these things. You're gonna have to bear with me and be patient and just kind of cheer me on, all right? I've made all three of them rhyme because in my world, that makes them easier for us all to remember, all right? So I'm gonna walk you through three different types of fast They rhyme, and what I'm challenging you to do as you listen to these is perhaps now, even in this moment, begin to ask the Lord, God, is this something you would have me to do? And if so, is this the particular area that you would have me focus my prayer life, focus for spiritual breakthrough, if you will, in this particular area of my life, all right? So here's the first one that I'm asking you to consider. I'm calling it the break me free fast the break me free fast. And quite simply, this is a fast where you specifically focus on asking God to help you break free from some sin in your life that you really just need to leave in the past. So listen, if you have sin that you struggle with, if you have sin that you keep trying to move on from and it keeps kind of dragging you back into it, let me tell you the word for that, normal, all right? Here's why, there's an enemy. He's after you and he wants to destroy your life. And so many times we beat ourselves up instead of just acknowledging, wait a second, this might actually be part of what it means to grow in my faith. In fact, if you are aware of the sin in your life, that's a really good sign. That doesn't mean, that means you haven't become numb to it yet. But scripture is very clear that if we don't eventually break free from that sin, it will constantly hold us back. Let me give you one of my favorite passages that speaks to this, Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. You ever been fishing and got your fishing line all tangled up? That's a pain. It's hard to get that 
untangled so you can go back to fishing. And sometimes sin does the same thing in our lives. It, it wraps its line around our legs. It wraps its line around our souls, our hearts. It entangles us. It keeps us from moving forward. And yet this verse is saying that we're supposed to lay that aside. We're supposed to move from that. And then we continue, as the verse concludes, to run with endurance the race that is set before us. And this break me free fast is one of the ways that we can leave behind the entangling sin that's holding us back. Jesus tells us that sometimes in our life, we will encounter sin, we will encounter problems, we will encounter spiritual attack from the enemy that can only be defeated, not just through prayer, but through prayer and fasting. He tells us this in Matthew 17, 21. Jesus is telling his disciples, listen, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. There are some things in your life, and maybe this is the first time you've ever heard this, that will only be defeating, defeated when you bring fasting into your life. I love what Pastor Chris Hodges says about this. He says, prayer connects you to God, fasting disconnects you from the world. That's how these two things work together. So perhaps you're considering a social media fast during these 21 days. That's a really good way to get disconnected from this world. Perhaps this world has gotten a little too much in your heart, a little too much in your mind. And listen, it can happen to all of us. But when we combine prayer with fasting, it helps us break free from the sin that entangles us. And it's not from our effort. In fact, it's our effort that got us in the mess to begin with. Maybe you were told somewhere along the way that if you just tried hard enough, if you just confessed your sin enough times, that you would be able to move on from it. And yet what the Bible refers to as habitual sin keeps holding you back. That's what we're talking about with this break me free fast. These aren't sins that we wanna do. These are sins that we're trying to leave behind and we can't seem to shake them. It reminds me of years ago, uh, my wife and I, Morgan, my wife Morgan and I spent a season uh, where I served as a college pastor. And we had several really good years doing that. And that's a really challenging time in life. And, and there was a group of guys who were in college and, and I would meet with them every week and we would pray together and we'd kind of do like a life group together. And uh, one by one, as they got comfortable with the group, they began to share that they struggled with pornography. And they had tried for years to walk away from this sin and they didn't know what to do. And finally, after hearing this for a couple weeks, I just asked, hey, have any of you guys ever fasted? And none of them had. And so they committed as a group to enter into a time of fasting to break free from this sin in a way to also encourage one another um, with this similar struggle. And can I tell you that all these years later, as those guys have married and as they're now raising their own children, they trace back the victory that they finally got from that sin to that specific fast where they asked God to break them free from that sin that was entangling them. Again, the more dependent we are on God, the more supernatural strength we receive from God. And it was only when they began to fast that they received the supernatural strength they needed to break free from that sin. So if that's where you are, be encouraged, but let me also challenge you to not stay there. That perhaps fasting, and fasting in this way, is how God can move you forward from this sin. The second type of fast that I wanna unpack with you today is what I'm calling the please 
use me fast, okay? And this is quite simply where we come to God with the desire to be used by him. Maybe you're a student and you wanna see God use you in greater ways in your school in this new year. This could be true at home. This could be true in the workplace. It could be true anywhere, but there's a desire for God to use you in unique ways. And in unique ways, maybe perhaps different in new ways in this new year. So let me take you to the person in scripture that gives us this example when it comes to fasting. It's Paul. You've probably heard of him before. And in Acts chapter nine, verse 19, we see that Paul did a three-day fast. So his companions led Paul, led him, Paul, by the hand to Damascus. He remained there blind for three days, and all that time he went without food and water. Now, granted, these were some pretty unique circumstances. Paul had just had an encounter with Jesus, and he was blind. Probably not gonna happen to you in the new year, but the principle remains that after this encounter, Paul fasted for three days. And we know from Scripture that on the other side of the fast, God used Paul in remarkable ways. And I really believe that for some of you, God wants to use you in remarkable ways. Now listen, God can use all of you in remarkable ways this year, but there are some things that we need to be committed to to cooperate with God's purposes in our lives when it comes to him using us. And might I suggest that begins with a desire. That if you have a desire in your heart for God to use you, that's a good thing. Let me share with you my favorite verse. This became my favorite verse at about the age of 16 or 17, and it's a verse I've prayed for many, many years. 2 Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I don't know about you, but I could use some strengthening of heart from God our Heavenly Father. And this verse says is God, what this verse says is that God is literally looking to do that. But did you notice there's a contingent to this verse? And that contingent quite simply is this, that our hearts are fully committed to him. God's not looking for your perfection, but he is after your heart. And so when your heart is committed towards God and when you come before God and say, God, I want you to use me in great ways, fasting can be the way that you begin to form that line of communication in new and fresh ways. But let me also challenge you to be honest about what's going on in your heart. I mean, maybe as you're listening to me right now, you feel conflicted. There's the desire to be used by God, but there's also some other desires that have really kind of crept in and taken root in your heart. And part of fasting is an opportunity to bring those things before the Lord and quite simply just say, God, these are some things that are in conflict with my desire to be used by you. And see, it matters that what's in our heart syncs up with the heart of God. And here's why. Psalms 37, four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Let me tell you when walking with the Lord gets fun, when you begin to pray for the things God already has in store for you, where you begin to ask God what he already desires for you in your life. You say, how could that possibly happen? It happens when our hearts are synced up with the heart of God. That happens when we delight ourselves in the Lord. That happens when our hearts are fully committed to him. And if that's something you desire and you're not quite sure how to do it, fasting is the solution. That over these next 21 days, if you will bring that prayer before the Lord in your time of fasting, I believe that on the other side of this fast, there will be greater clarity about what's really going on in your heart and you'll have a clearer path moving forward for how God can use you in your life, all right? Now, third type of fast. I'm calling it the help me see fast. The help me see fast, quite simply, is for anyone who struggles with a negative self-image, with self-doubt, with wondering if your life really matters. Perhaps you've forgotten that God actually created you in his image and he has a great purpose for your life. 
let me encourage you for a minute. There was a guy in the Bible who had this same struggle and his name was Elijah. And what we see from Elijah's life is after a great victory, he faced emotional despondency to the point that he didn't even want to live anymore. So look at what 1 Kings 19.4 says about this. Then he went alone in the desert traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. That Elijah was at such a point of despondency, he didn't even want to live anymore. And as the account continues, let me tell you how God answered him. God didn't answer him by correcting him. God sent an angel to bring Elijah a sandwich. Doesn't that encourage you? That when we're down in our spirit and we're down at heart, God doesn't beat us up. He sends someone to encourage us. And in this particular instance, it was an angel who provided a meal for Elijah. And then Elijah traveled for 40 days where he fasted. And at the end of that time, he had an encounter with God where God reminded Elijah of who he was. God reminded Elijah of the calling he had placed on his life. And for many of us, there are times in our lives where we've just lost sight of that, where perhaps someone else's opinion of us has taken root. Maybe we've been shaped too much by the opinions of the world, and, and we've really turned a negative eye towards ourselves. And what this particular fast, the Help Me See fast, reminds us of is our identity in Christ. In fact, here's the principle that I would challenge you with if you choose to take on this particular fast. It's to remember who you are by remembering whose you are. See, your life matters. Your life was purchased on the cross of Jesus Christ. And God looks at you and he sees you through the perfection and the identity of his son, Jesus Christ. And so many times in our life, quite simply, we just need to be reminded of that. In fact, I have found over the years, I have to be reminded of that daily. But this particular fast gives you the opportunity to specifically go before the Lord every day and say, God, I need you to speak to me through your word, through prayer, through the Holy Spirit to remind me who I am. And if this is something you really struggle with, whether you choose to abstain from food or not, I would strongly encourage you to abstain from social media during these 21 days because the enemy is using that in your life to pour fuel on his attack. Okay? So these are the three different types of fast. I hope that you will consider one of them. Focus your prayers in this particular area and see how God can move in your life. But then finally, I just wanted to leave you with an encouragement. J just my experience with fasting and my encouragement for you. Quite simply, I would not be where I am today in my walk with the Lord if it weren't for fasting. I'm not so sure my wife would still love me <laughs> if it weren't for fasting. I know I wouldn't be the father that God's called me to be if it weren't for fasting. And here's the thing, if I wanna to continue to be the man of God that I know he's called me to be for the next several decade, fasting is going to be one of the key ways that happens. I've fasted for a day at a time, I've fasted for three days at a time. I've done longer fasts like we're doing in this season with 21 days of fasting. And there have been fasts where all three of the things I've talked about today have been a part of that. Where during the fast, I went into it for one reason and God showed me there's some sin that I need to break you free from that you didn't even know about. You weren't even aware of it until you entered into this fast. There's been some times in fasting where God has given me a fresh glimpse of perhaps how he wants to use me in new ways that were really intimidating at the time. I, I didn't think it was something that could happen and God had to remind me that he'd placed a calling on my life just like he's placed a calling on yours. And then I've seen God over and over again through fasting just to remind me of who I am. 
that, that my identity is not found in being a pastor. It's not found in being a husband or being a dad or being a friend. My identity is found in being a child of God and that Jesus has made that possible through the salvation that I've experienced in Him. And I just wanna encourage you because see, I don't want you to miss out because what's going to happen over the next 21 days is that God is going to move in great ways in our church. I can just tell you right now that when God's people fast, when they seek the heart of God, when they lay aside the things that have kept them from God, God shows up. God moves in remarkable ways. God pours out His Holy Spirit in fresh ways. See, the question is never whether or not God is moving. The question is whether or not we see it. The question is whether or not we're aware of it. And what I would hate for you is for God to pour out His Spirit and for God to move in new and fresh ways and for you to miss it. And I promise you the way that you can miss it is by lacking a spiritual awareness and sensitivity to the heart of God. And so I don't want you to miss out on all that God's gonna do. And listen, you may not be able to jump in into a 21-day fast. I understand that. But you could fast one day a week. You could fast one day over the next 21 days. You could choose something from your life that you could abstain from. So don't get overwhelmed with the timeline, okay? The point isn't the duration of the fast. The point is your dependency on God. So don't miss out on what God wants to do, not just in the life of our church, but in your life as well. Hey, would you join me as we pray together? And so God, as we come to you right now, quite simply, we just say thank you for giving us the opportunity to connect with you through fasting. God, thank you that because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross and through his defeat of death and the resurrection, we have full access to you right now in this moment, that we don't have to go through another person, that we can come directly to you. And so God, for those who are considering fasting in this moment, would you speak to them? Would you encourage them? Would you blot out the words of the enemy that would cause them to question whether or not they should take this step. And then God, I do pray that you would move. God, I pray that you would move in the life of our church over these next several weeks. God, I pray you would move in this new year. God, I pray that you would move in the lives of the individuals who call New Hope home. And God, I pray you move in a way that you use us in this new year to point people to you. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' name, amen.